Hallelujah. Praise his holy name. My goodness, thank you, worship team, for worshiping, leading us into worship. And isn't it wonderful to feel the presence of God? It is a great thing to feel the presence of the Lord. It's a great thing to glorify his holy name. I tell you what, in my life and my life's experience, nobody can ever give the praise that Ron Bynum can give. There might be a sound. God listens to voices ringing up into his throne room of praise and glory. And he may think for a moment, there's a voice missing. There's a voice missing. I don't want that to be my voice missing. For he is good and he is glorious. Praise the Lord. How many here say, Pastor, Pastor Ron, I'm going to join in with the message with you this morning. And going to join in and believe in God and the word of God. Would you just stretch your right hand toward the front. Let's pray over the word of God. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we ask you, Lord, that you just touch and move in a mighty way in this service. You've been moving in such a great way, God. You've been touching your people. Now, Lord, we just glorify you, God, and have your way in this service, in this message, Father. For, Lord, I am nobody. You're everything, God. You've always filled in all the gaps, filled in all the empty places and places I've forgotten to fill. God, you've always filled in. You are, you are a great God and a faithful Lord. We just ask you, Lord, that you anoint your word in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory to God. This morning, let's just think about above. Above. Did you know in the Greek word to use for above in, in that one text in Colossians 3, 1 and 2 is the word that's mentioned above. It also means not only something that's above or something that is, is higher, but it also means something that is beyond. And you know what? Do you know why America is so blessed and other nations around the world are so blessed over the years through civilization? You know why we've been blessed? It's because we have looked to above. Other nations that have faltered and, and are, are falling behind in all things, whether it be technology, whether it be civilization, whether it be human rights and civil rights, they are civilizations that have not looked to above and believe in God above. And so they've been lagging behind because God has allowed us, he has pushed us above and beyond through him. How many here believe that God will take his people beyond and farther than anyone else if they'll just believe and trust in him? Would you turn with me in your Bibles to Philippians 2, 5, 1 through 11. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant, and coming in the likeness of men, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him 
and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of those in heaven and those on earth and those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. In Ephesians 3, 20 and 21 says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. I tell you what, what Christ has done is left in effect and can leave an effect for all generations from now and those to come. Mom and dad, you're serving Christ and in serving him, you are following the Lord and you can believe God that God is not only going to work in your time, in your generation, but your children and your children's children and even those that are afar off. Well, that's the way God operates. That's the way he sent his spirit so that all generations would have the opportunity to experience his presence but God says this abundant abundantly above see it's it's far above it's it's something beyond us God says I'll bless you I'll bless your kids I'll bless your grandkids I'll bless your great grandkids your great 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 grandchildren and on and on how many here believe that your God's able to do that Hallelujah. We always talk about, oh, how terribly the hold of sin is and the grip of darkness on this, in this world. Why don't we talk about the abundant, far beyond ability of God to bless and 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 to bless? Oh, it's easy for us to talk about the bad stuff, but oh my goodness, we need to think having our affections set above not here on earth. The amplified version of the Bible in Ephesians 3, 20, 21 reads this way. Now to him who is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly more than all we dare ask or think indefinitely beyond our greatest prayers, hopes, or dreams according to his power that is at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout generations forever and ever. Amen. The translator of the Amplified is totally correct about using, as we read in the King James, abundantly above the word usage. The Amplified uses super abundantly. That Did you know the word that we see as above is also the word hyper? And hyper we get, you know, you know what hyper is, you know. Some of you parents know what hyper is, but hyper also is a word usage for super. God does super abundantly above what we'd ever ask or think of. God is our God of beyond measure. He goes much farther than what we could ever expect or imagine. He's far above that. Far above that. And what he can do with his people is just unbelievable. Unbelievable, you know? It's like the super, the hyper, the above that found in scripture as though it's not a C, but it's a C plus. You see, it's not average, but 
above average. And then it's not only from C plus we go to a B. It's not only good, but then another above means that it's a C plus, which means it's above just being good. Then it's like it's the plus mark just continue to add on to our life. You may be average, but then here's Jesus and he says, no, you're above average. Oh, you might be good, but no, Jesus said, no, you're above just being good. Or, or maybe you might even be close to being excellent as an A, but then there's a plus on it. it says, no, you're more than just excellent. And it's a matter of fact according to his word you're a plus 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 you know what I'm talking about your God is a great God why don't we just start acting like he is a great God and glorify his name hallelujah quit looking at your circumstances look above hallelujah Hallelujah. In Ephesians 1, 21, 23, Paul's prayer, he says, Now he is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else, not only in this world but also in the world to come. God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made him head over all things, say all things, for the benefits of the church. For the benefit of the church. Who's, who's the church this morning? Raise your hand. Are there, are there any churches in here this morning? Any people, representatives of the church? Raise your hands. Amen. Now, come on, this is better than a Democratic convention. This is better than a Republican convention. This is the assembly of the saints of God who have found that greater is he that is within us than he that is in the world who have discovered that those things above is what we set our mark and our aim and our focus to, that God is able. Hallelujah. And he gives all things the benefits of Christ's authority to you, the church, you and I, the church. Jesus in Matthew 28, 18, 19 says, Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all power in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go. We're, we don't have sit-down orders. We've got go orders. Go. We've got marching orders. How is your spiritual life going? What are you doing for the kingdom of God? Are you going or are you stalled? Well, you're waiting for God as though God is some, uh, you know, some God that's just going to fill your grocery bag all the time. Or are you believing that your God is a great God that has made a change in this world, made a change in your life, and that you have been transplanted from the, the kingdom of darkness into his kingdom of light. And therefore, with that kingdom of light comes at that kingdom of power and authority. And the marching orders has been given to us. Where, what? is your going what are you going about what are you doing about what is the motivation of your life is it the Lord or is it something else if it's your boyfriend girlfriend then I feel sorry for you if, it, if it's your job then I feel sorry for you if it's your house and your possessions I feel sorry for you because that's minuscule and, and that it's minute and it's wasteful it's ridiculous but if we set our affections on things above 
something's going to happen to us that will transform us and, and we'll just want to, to go and do the work of the Lord and the will of God in our lives. We just can't help as the prophet says. I just can't help but speak. He said, but for your word burns in my heart and, and I can't stay. I can't sit down. I can't give up. Don't give up. Give in. Get up and get going. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <clears throat> this is one of the most exciting statements of Scripture. Jesus says, I have been given all power in heaven and on earth. And he told his disciples after he had resurrected the last words that he shared with them before he left. The most exciting statements in the Bible, it's where Jesus gave his personal testimony about the dimension and the magnitude and the extent of his power. And I want you to know that is one of the arguments that, that an, is an argument in support that Jesus is Lord. Because Jesus Christ is the only person in living memory that has ever claimed to be the holder of all the powers in earth and equality with God. No other man, no other person has ever made that claim. No other man or power has ever dared to claim or even pretend either or falsely or rightly that the Lord, that he's the Lord of heaven and earth. But Jesus says, I am Lord of heaven and earth. Oh, God isn't, I'll tell you what, Pastor, God just seems to be a million miles away. Well, that's where you put him. You left him on the shelf there. Okay? That's where, but I want you to know his word disclaims that. He says, all authority has been given to me. My kingdom has just expanded. And now not only do I have the kingdom in the portals of glory, I have dominion over the earth and I am, have power. All power is given unto me in heaven and on earth. With that in mind, and he's the one we serve, and he's our Lord and Master, and he has equipped us, and he has given us a new life, don't you think we ought to act like we've got a little bit of authority and that we act a little bit above than what we do? I'm not talking about a conceitedness, no, no, because the Scripture talked how Christ humbled himself and he died on the cross, but God has highly exalted him and has given him a name that is above every name. What I'm telling you is this. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, and he will exalt you in due season. I want you to know that the Lord says, I want to make you go a bit higher. I want to take you above above what's going on in your life. This isn't a fantasy world. This is a truth. It is a truth that says, my authority I give you so that you might be a little cut above. Yeah, I'm a little cut above. Yeah. Now, this thing of power, that I want us to look at the concept of power. He says, all power is given on him, but I, I want us to think about what is this concept of power? Power is the ability to authoritatively influence a decision. Power is the capacity to bring about change. Power 
is the capacity to control one's environment, including the behavior of other entities. That's power. Power is the ability or, or the capacity to perform an act effectively. Power is the ability to do or act capacity of doing or accomplishing something. Power is the possession of controlling influence. Power is the ability to do, act, or produce results. In this world, we're familiar with power and all kinds of power. There's political power that's held by presidents of nations and other public officers. Then there's traditional power that's held by kings of nations and other chiefs, princes and princesses. Then there's something called spiritual power, which is held by religious leaders of various faiths. Then there's something we know it's financial power. It's held by owners of industries, the rich and the mighty. And then there's something called military power that's held by commander-in-chiefs and other officers of armies of nations and states. Then there's satanic power. It's held by the occultic people and satanic agents. We often believe that in our human problems that, that our human problems can be solved if we can encounter any of the powers that I just mentioned to you. If I, how many times have I heard people say, if I just had some money, it would kind of solve things. If, if, I, if I just had the, the right job and position at my, my, if I had that power, then it would probably, would, it would definitely solve my issues and, and, and everything going wrong. If I had this, if I had this power over this, if I this or this or that, and many times we think if we had one of those powers, it would be the solution to deal with the problems that we have. But the truth is, is that most of the people I just mentioned that, that hold various human powers that were in that list, also they have problems that their human powers can't solve. Let me ask you this. So isn't it better that we look unto him that have all powers in heaven and earth? Let me tell you, winning the lottery is not going to make everything okay. You getting stronger and getting buff and getting muscular is not going to solve. It's good to have some goals. And by all means, let me throw this little slide-in bar here about the lottery. In order for you to win the lottery, a lot of other people have to lose. And that is not the mindset of heaven. Is that God will bless us if we'll humble ourselves. He'll give us prosperity and blessing. And it's not going to be on the backs of those who have, who have spent their bill money, who have spent their grocery money, who have addicted of buying such tickets and carrying on. No, it's going to be the child of God that realizes that there's a God, there's a Savior above that has all power in heaven and on earth. And he is our Lord and he is our God and he is our power and he is our source. Somebody say amen. I don't care if you disagree with me. Because you will never find anything justified in the New Testament of that mindset of winning over somebody else. You play games, that's okay, competition, but there are people who 
Households are splitting up because somebody went and spent all their money on lottery tickets. I, I don't want any of that. I don't need any of that. Why would I? Why would we anyway? We're inheritors of Christ in heaven. We just, we just breathed in new life and eternal life when we accepted Christ as our personal Savior. This is just my passing along place. This is just my, my little hop, skip, and jump place. This, is just, this earth is just a, a few years, but in comparison to forever and forever and forever to what God has in store for us. So if you're feeling a little bit low because you feel that you're busted, believe in God because you just got a plus. You just got the, an opportunity to be moved above into the kingdom of God. You're not busted and disgusted. You're blessed and you're filled. You just don't realize it what God has given you. You know why you don't? You don't because you listen to a liar and you believe the lie so it's true. The devil is a liar and a father of liars. You better be careful who you're listening to. You need to bury yourself in the book and know that the word of God is the answer. How do I think? Well, let me open the book. How do I live? Let me open the book. How do I act? Let me open the book. What should I set my goals on? Let me open the book. How should I receive something? Let me open the book. What should I do today? Let me open the book. It's all in the book of the Lord, which is called the B-I-B-L-E. Oh, that's the book for me. I stand upon the word of God, the B-I-B-L-E. Yeah. Some of you almost sang that with me. You knew that song, didn't you? Huh? You knew it. You know it. I want to turn to the one who has all powers in heaven and in earth. Jesus is saying that he's more powerful than all the political powers in the earth. He's more powerful than all the presidents of nations. He's more powerful than all the traditional powers on earth. As a matter of fact, he's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He's more powerful than all the spiritual powers on earth. He's the only genuine source of all divine solutions to human problems. He is more powerful than all the billionaires on earth. He is richer than all the rich men on the earth. And lastly, he has armies that are more powerful than all the armies of all the nations of the earth. He's the commander in chief of the host of heaven. Heaven and on earth, he's a commander chief over all the armies. He's over everything. I think I'll just turn to the man on top. Why would I mess with anybody else but the man on top? He makes us above, he takes us above. In Luke 10 and 19, Jesus said as the disciples came back and they sent out the 70 and they went and prayed and they just went out to the towns. They came back rejoicing. And Jesus said in Luke 10, 19, look, as they came back rejoicing, I've given you authority over all the power of the enemy and you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. Nothing will injure you. I like what the message Bible says. Here it goes. The 70 came back triumphant 
said, Master, even the demons dance to your tune. Jesus said, I know. I saw Satan fall, a bolt of lightning out of the sky. See what I've given you? Safe passage as you walk on snakes and scorpions and protection from every assault of the enemy. No one can put a hand on you. All the same, the great triumph is not in your authority over evil, but in God's authority over you and presence with you. Not what you do for God, but what God does for you. That's the agenda for rejoicing. How many here can rejoice this morning? Is your name written down in the Lamb's book of life? I mean, is your name written down above? You know, I got skipped over many times in my life. I've been disappointed. I wanted to be chosen. I I got too old. I, I, I outlived the opportunity of being drafted by the uh, uh, ma Major League Baseball. I, I, I got too old and I got too fat. and uh, I, 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 I missed opportunities when I was a kid. Everybody else uh, got picked for, for dodgeball. I was always the last one getting picked. Uh, or kickball, I was the last one being picked. Yeah, you know why. It's because I had a problem with gravity and they thought, well, Ron Bynum would be one of the biggest targets. Yeah, seen the world so so we don't we don't need him we don't want him but in my young age I realized that in I in the life that I lived in that was dysfunctional my parents needed the Lord and, and the house was filled with darkness uh, that I could turn to one who would understand me who knew me by my name and said Ronnie I love you with an everlasting love Ronnie I died on the cross for you and I rose again Ronnie I'm writing your name down in the land's book of life and if he knows my name then that's all that matters hey. yeah you can insert your name too you can do that Noah you can do that Roger you can do that Dave our name's written down now that matters to me I don't know about you but that really really matters to me that excites me that excites me. Yeah, when I went to the first state council meeting in the Church of God, they had a nameplate there for me when I sat in my seat. There was Ronnie Bynum. But I thought, Lord, what really matters is that you know my name. You know why? Because it's a relationship. Do you know the Lord's name? Do you call out his name? Well, let me tell you, you need to do so. You need to call out his name. You need to call out his name. God has highly exalted him and has given him a name that is above every name. Above every name. Above every name. Jesus. Jesus above every name. Whatever title there is, Jesus is above it. Jesus is greater than it. Whatever the diagnosis name is, Jesus is above it. Whatever the, the accusation name is, is entitled, Jesus is above it. Whatever your feelings. You know, I, I don't know about you. Maybe you can relate with me in this. There have been times I have did a little, little inventory of my life and myself. And, and, and the Bible says we need to e examine ourselves and see if we be in the faith. But there, and that's what Paul said. But I would examine myself and 
kind of overdo it. Do you ever overdo it sometimes? You know, do a little bit too much research. That's what it is. And it's usually on Monday morning when I start doing that researching, you know. It's that, it's that moment of, I don't know what, stillness, quietness, whatever. If I don't, if I don't capture the moment, then the moment's going to capture me. And so I go, and, and there have been times in my life I said, well, you know, man, all the mistakes, all the shortcomings, all the inabilities I have, oh, man. And then, bless the Lord, here comes social media and all the superstars on social media. All the videos upon videos. Greatness upon greatness. Can I get an amen out of that? Somebody knows what, you know, don't worry. Well, with, well, on Facebook, you know, there's a whole lot of beautiful people on Facebook. Then there every once in a while there's ordinary people. And then, you know, it's kind of, ooh, ow, oh, oh, look at that, you know. But it's, but it's like it started examining the shortcomings of my limits. As Pastor Micah said, the being limited, I... I start thinking, well, I'm, I, I'm really, I'm not all that smart. I'm, I'm not all that, you know, intelligent. I'm not all that creative. I'm not, you know, I'm not all, all that great. Uh, then I look at the mirror, and then it even proceeds to go further. You know, it's like, oh, man, you know, look at those moles, and look at, you know, some things can be changed, but, honey, I'm telling you, all the money in the world can't change us. You know, certain things are just going to stay the same. But it's like, you know, it's all that. I think of what I'm unable to do, and I start. And eventually I, evolve, I devolve into a, a place where I say, who am I? Who am I, you know? Who am I fooling? Who am I? And then the times I've even been in places where I've been so down and beat down because I let circumstances and stuff and people begin to work on me and deal with me and then the the liar comes and lies some more exaggerates you know a lie a lie is an exaggeration so if you're supposed to share the facts still uh, you know give only the facts okay and then the facts better be good uh, otherwise keep your mouth shut unless you're going to save someone's life but otherwise just you know, but the thing is, it, it just expands and it gets larger and larger. And I just start getting, oh, oh, can anybody relate with me? You know, it's, oh, uh, I just don't think I'm even going to do anything. I can't do anything. Why am I trying? What's going on? All this stuff. And I end up crying out, God, I say, God, who am I? And, and somehow, and, and I know I'm talking to ministry team members and, working with youth and teens and children and outreach ministers and senior ministers and people who are doing work and ministries. You get to that place, you know, who, who am I? I? You know, who am I? Maybe you get to that place and you pray that prayer, who am I? You know, and all of a sudden, there's an answer. God answers me. And the thing is, he says, Ronnie, who am I? That's, you know, that's the whole crux of the matter, is this, who is God? We do all things through Him. We live through Him. We move and operate through Him. We're loved 
by him. It's like everything goes to above and then comes down. Everything moves in this circular motion of above and down and above and down and above. And everything coming down is great, you know, above and down and above. And if we're thinking this way in this circular motion of above, it comes down. Above, it comes down. Your perception of yourself, you look up at the God. God looks down to you and you get a, 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 a God image of God giving you his image of his glory and his power. You know, you may feel down and weak and then you look above and above comes down strength and glory. You, you might feel like you don't know very much but then you look above and then wisdom and guidance of the spirit comes down and then you feel like I don't have much money. You look above and then somehow money begins to flow into your life and, and opportunity. Can somebody get an agreement with me on this stuff? Uh, you quit uh, grounding your aspirations and your desires and your dreams. You send those dreams up above and then they'll come down with power and fulfillment in your life that's how it works how do we expect if we leave God out of something to get anything that's going to be of any value nothing at all only what he gives is good for every good gift comes down from the father of lights and so therefore God's saying to some of us, who am I? Who am I? That's your answer right there. You say, God, I got all this stuff. Oh, God, this, these problems, these issues, what's going on? You know, just on and on. God, it's just multiple upon multiple. You know, it's just over and over and over again. And then God answers and says, who am I? And once we start remembering his glory, his power, his endless ability, his endless resources, his endless, his endless victory that he gives us. And not only that does he give us, you know, that we have him as the one that provides for us abundantly above what we'd ever ask or imagine, then he's given us his name, a name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus. This song here we're singing about, talking about, what was it, Noah, you sing now? I'm, I'm kind of blank-minded because I've, I've gone, what was that last song you sang? What was it? Praise a hallelujah. Now the thing is, what you, there's something about that song because it talks about the crucifixion of Christ and that he's risen. So the hallelujah is all about Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, Lord. It's not anything we sing because a song is not going to be enough for you, but the name of Jesus Christ will be enough. And if Jesus' name is in that song, then all of a sudden his authority, his power flows unto you and you realize who he is. Would you just stand with me right now? I'd like for the worship team to come. Hallelujah. He has given us access to his name. In Acts chapter 3, Peter and John are going out to the temple to pray. I think it's about 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and as they're going, there's a man who stood at the gate called Beautiful. A lame man sitting there seeking and begging, and most people knew who he was because that was his usual place. And as Peter and John were going into the temple to pray, they saw this man, the gate called Beautiful, and he's crying out. And here are these disciples 
who have been with Jesus and Jesus ascended back on high and been filled with the Holy Ghost as they waited for the promise. And there that man reaching out to them, begging for alms because he was destitute and had no hope in the religious crowd. You know, that's usually what happens. We've got to focus on those who are outside the temple because they're labeled sitting at the gate called beautiful. They're beautiful. God wants us to go after them. But Peter and John go into the house to pray, in the temple to pray. And as they begin to go in there, they see this man. And he's seeking to receive something from them, begging for alms. Peter looked on him and with great anointing and great passion. He says, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have I give unto thee. Now, now I've heard people get coy about it and funny about it. Say, well, he must have been a Pentecostal preacher because he didn't have any silver and gold. But you know what that meeting really was? Peter really was saying silver and gold is not going to change your life. Silver and gold is not going to make a difference in your life. But such as I have. Peter could go on and preach a little bit more there. Such as I have. Oh, it's more than enough what I have. It's, it's everything that I have. It's awesome what I have. It's the most important thing that I have. Such as I have, I give unto you. In the name of Jesus. Rise up and walk. And he pulled him up and he began to leap on his feet. And he's, he's falling in behind him as a boy. What a one. You know what? Uh, sometimes every pastor likes to have a worship leader that really worships the Lord. But what really matters because there's pastors searching for talented people who can get the people stirred and excited and, and all this. But I'll tell you, there's nothing like the excitement of someone who were formerly maimed and lamed and could not walk and could not live, but getting in behind the preacher saying, glory to God, glory to God, glory. I raise my hallelujah. I raise my hallelujah. And they're dancing and glorifying God. Nothing gets the attention more than something like that. In the name of Jesus. Why don't you go out in the world and do that? And hand out the name Jesus. Share the name Jesus. But you got to know who he is first. You've got to really know who he is. Before you can share and have that power and say, In the name of Jesus, because you got to have it before you can give it. Such as I have, I give unto you in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. Pulling him up. He's dancing. He's glorifying God. Getting all the attention of what God's doing. You and I have the name of Jesus. You got a rebellious child. It's breaking your heart. Use the name of Jesus. Live the name of Jesus. Then use the name of Jesus. You know what I'm talking about. Let him be Lord of your life. Then use the name Jesus. Let him see Christ in you. Then in the name of Jesus, you take authority over the spirit that's binding them up. Because God has given us the ability to bind and loose. It's all in the name of Jesus. It's all in his name. So I just wondered this morning, some people would like to just raise your hand right now. God you don't have to come up front but just raise your hand say you know what I want to be above and I want to use that name that is above every name Jesus the Holy Spirit speaking you talking your heart just raise your hand toward heaven right now
I'm talking to saints. I'm talking to believers. I want to use the name Jesus. I want to use the name Jesus. I want this power. I'm going to set my affections on things above and not on earth. I'm going to follow him and believe who he is. I know you, Jesus. I know you, Jesus. And go and use his name in the name of Jesus Christ. Right now, saints, why don't we pray right now? Pray for those who are facing trials in their life. If you're facing trials, just, just leave your hand raised. If you're dealing with stuff, and say, I'm going to use the name Jesus. I'm going to believe in the name that is above every name. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. We come before you, I come before you, God, with your believers believing and knowing that you are able to do above and exceedingly above what we'd ever ask or think of. That nothing is impossible with you, Lord. We're turning to you and believing in you. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord, we will use your name. We will speak your name. We will share your name. Name Jesus that is above every other name. The name Jesus. Now, just praise him. Just praise him. Go ahead and sing a song a little bit. No. Praise him. Love you, Lord. For your mercy never fails me. 